Working with Warriors podcast by the team at the Regional Men's Health Initiative. Hello and welcome. I'm Owen Caddo and I'm joined today by fellow team member Terry Melrose. G'day Terry. G'day Owen, how are you today mate? Yeah, good. Look, this podcast session today is Talk to a Mate Part 1 and we're looking at who our real mates are and why it is important to us. Uh, in, in, in all the work we do, Terry, our, our key saying is, is before it gets too much, talk to a mate. And, and it kind of encapsulates the ethos and, and um, where we can make a big improvement in blokes' well-being by encouraging us as blokes to talk more about our stuff in our life in particular and, and stories and, and a bit about ourselves. But, but we need to kind of identify who our mates are and... and um, and be safe in in talking to particular mates. No, that's right, mate. And we could go on all day about um, what we should be talking about. But as you say, if we've got no one there, um, well, that's where the shortfall is. And, and historically, blokes, we haven't been good at identifying who those people are. So when we talk about uh, who are our real mates, and it's more than just an associate or someone we might have a beer with or talk about sport or whether it's someone... And, and we talk about someone we can spill our guts to, talk about the stuff that, you know, makes us tick, um, our pain, um, you know, what's what's going on for us at a deeper level. And and often we've been told, haven't we, it's about having a real conversation you know, at, at, a, at an intimate level. And, you know, we don't want to get away from still what makes us blokes and be able to talk a bit of bulldust and whatever it is. But at, at certain times in our life, if we don't, we, we, we know people can hit the wall without having that, mate. So, look... Three main categories are about, um, we talk about is a first of all as a partner or someone we have on an intimate relationship or level um, and secondly a peer. So someone of our similar age, someone we've grown up with, someone we've known for a young age and that usually involves in having that trust, a sense of trust which is pretty important for blokes. And then thirdly is a mentor. So that's usually an older bloke, someone we look up to, someone with that lived experience um, and I'm sure we'll cover a bit about mentors in, a, in a future sessions. But when you think about, and listeners out there, have a think about those three categories, a, a partner, a peer or mentor in your own lives, because um, we do know as we move through life's journey as a bloke, whether it's pursuing our work and careers, moving away for family or relationships, um, we, we do lose contact and we don't always have all three and we know some blokes at times don't have, have one of those categories. So it is important um, that we we invest time and, and seek out these people and it will change throughout our life journey. Um, and we just know there's uh, as we age, naturally we lose our mentors as our older men unfortunately pass away. You know, growing up over in Queensland, I know a lot of my good mates, the peers, you know, moving away over here, you, you might have one or two you still keep in touch with, but you lose those that peer network. And then I'm lucky enough to have a good mate in a partner, and I know a lot of blokes have their wives, but we know with relationship breakdown, you know, one in three marriages ending in separation or divorce, blokes lose that, lose that, that intimate partner. So um, it really does put the pressure on guys when we don't have someone in that category to, to turn to in tough times. Oh, I think so, Terry. And, and we always say, I think a key word you said is, it's really important that we identify that person when things are, are well in our life because when, you know, stuff gets tough, um, sometimes we become insular and we, we haven't identified that person and then then we we really struggle to find a mate to talk to. Well, and one of the biggest issues with when people hit the wall and 
um, uh, down in the dumps is they feel isolated and alone and no yep. one cares. So if they haven't identified that person, it's the feelings tenfold. Yep. So, yeah, really important point to do it in the good times. Yeah. And I guess when we're just talking about that, we, we ask all people to think about blokes in our lives, like our dads and granddads and brothers and sons and nephews who have no one in their life to fill this void. And there's a lot of blokes and men in that category that just haven't got someone to identify and and then ultimately to, to talk to. So so it's one of the significant reasons why men's sheds and sporting clubs and community groups are that important conduit for, for you know, many men seeking that someone to talk to. And um, I guess we always say that we can be that mate to someone for that one time if we're prepared to listen and and, um, and take on that role. And just on that point about having a safe place, quite often blo- we're, we're told as blokes that you know, we're no good at talking or blokes don't talk. What's your, your sort of rebuff to that quite often, mate? Well, well that's important, Terry, and I guess, um, you know, the talk to a mate, we've identified our mates and, and we've just got to expand a bit on why it is important. And, and I guess the biggest thing over time is, is we don't talk about those stuffs and issues that cause us pain and, and it's, that's usually from the emotional context. And um, and we're not as good as that as the ladies, and that's um, just a fact of life and how we're hardwired and 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 what we're up to. But it is a myth that we don't talk. You know that is a myth. Blokes will talk. We we need a couple of things. We need the right environment, you know, and a safe place. Um, yep. and, and then we will talk. And a bit of that comes with getting a bit of permission or being told it's all right to be dealing with what you're dealing with or going oh, through. Oh, look, look, absolutely. And and I, I think we just have a bit a better understanding as we go through the journey in our life of that emotional context. And um, I know with so my young sons who are 27s and, and 20 and, you know, compared to when I was that age and how I perhaps talked with people, they, they've got a better handle on that emotional context. And and, and I, I speak of the older generation and, and where... We're more gruff and and fail to get it in context quite often. It's not not for not everyone, but it's but it's um, quite prevalent. Well, and that age-old belief of as I said before, blokes not talking, and we are guilty of going into our cave. And I, I do acknowledge that that cave is a good place to be sometimes in the short term to to problem solve. Um, you know, have, have a bit of time to think about what's going on. But it's when we get stuck in there, and, and that's the problem. And um, you know, it is a bit of a shortfall that when blokes we do realise um, it's important to realise we're not alone. I suppose is the other important message with with the uh, behind talk to a mate. No, look, it is, and and we also talk a little bit about that cultural identity and the issues. And I, I always just talk about us being hardwired differently, and we are hardwired differently than the ladies. And we just and there's no be, right or wrong. Yeah, there's no no. That's right, Terry. <laughs> but but it, but it is different. Yeah. And as soon as we acknowledge that difference. And give each other permission that that it's all right to talk in the way that we talk as well, especially when we're in pain. And that way we're hardwired, and also culturally how we've been brought up. I think it, it, it we've got to acknowledge it is bloody tough for blokes to put their hand up and talk um, if they have identified that person still, because we know um, you know we've been told quite often to just toughen up, get on with it, you know, eat some cement, all those old sayings. <laughs> but um, but to uh, yeah yeah. Be able to do that in a safe 
way and know we're not going to be taken advantage of and uh, is a good starting point. Look, and I think you talked a bit briefly, Terry, or touched on the point about being alone and sense of being alone and no one cares. And I just always talk about the research, which is really prevalent about this. And I, I, I um, you know, it's having the approach to being being upfront and talking openly and, and in context. And, and the research goes along the lines of, I'm concerned about a mate but I'm concerned is whether I'm going to ask him, how I'm asking him, is that going to affect our relationship? You know, will he be peed off? Will he be, will he be upset about it? And the research just tells us unequivocally that, that my mate, who is suffering, and I've got a gut feel that he's suffering, all he wants is to be asked, and that's really important. So I'm on the one side questioning how I should, should I, you know, all I say is just ask, you know, because we don't know if we don't ask and our gut feel is really important. But but my mate just wants us to ask, 100%. The blokes just want to be asked because I've never met a bloke that hasn't wanted to tell his story yet. And um, and it's pretty important. So so I just say, you know, talk to a mate if you're, if you're under the pump and you think your mate is under the pump, bloody ask him how he's going. You can, you can do no wrong. No, that's right, and, and got to normalise it. It is uncomfortable, and we, we just talk about the big... You said about the differences between men and women, and ladies just are a bit more natural at, at having that talking and having those conversations where we know for blokes we, 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 we talk a bit differently, and it is it is tougher to talk from that emotional context. So, so there is a bit of a barrier there, but as you say... Um, yeah, asking the question is so important. And, and I guess it's looking around for changes in the people around us, and we always talk, Terry, about, about um, you know, the family, the community group and the workplace. And, and while it's in the workplace, there might be a few rules how we engage with people. Whilst I sit here and do this job and talk to people all around West Australia and, and, and Australia, the one thing I know is that we don't need any bloody training to talk to a mate we can talk to a mate in our own language and ask, you know, um, it doesn't matter what subject it is, whether I've had a heart attack or whether I'm suicidal or whether I've got some prostate issues or sexual dysfunction, you know, we need to just step up and ask when that gut feel is telling us to ask and, and we just don't need training to talk about. There's a whole lot of experts out there saying that we need training and we need this, but we need to have a conversation, number one, and then we can go from there. No, and look, when we're out when we're out in communities, we are quite often strangers to people, but one thing that's quite common is people are replies, you know, thanks for asking, thanks for the chat. Um, when you follow up with someone who might have been struggling is they really appreciate that call. So so if you are that, that friend, that mate, that immediate family member for someone, definitely, um, you know, that's, that's even going to make someone... You know, show you know, understand that people do care, and yep. that's pretty important. Look, and that's pretty important, and, and we've already talked about, you know, quite often as blokes we know the issues, but we don't want to show ourselves as the only one with a problem because we don't want to be seen seen to be that weak bugger or appear weak. But but what that does is is limits our help seeking and addressing problems, and it comes from the mate and the person wanting to be that mate or ask questions. So so we say, you know, quite often blokes when they're under the pump they'll self-medicate and the experts might say they self-medicate through sex, drugs and rock and roll, but in the work we do, blokes mostly self-medicate through working harder and talking less. And that just puts more emphasis on this talk to a mate and the fact that we, everyone's got that ability and we just must ask people 
questions and 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 expose stuff if we've got a gut feel and we can be that mate you know to anyone for any time to to just crack the ice and and self you know that might just enable my mate to go to the doctor or say geez I thought I was the only one you know Pat and that's one of the most common things we get to do is tap someone on the shoulder and say mate you're not you're not in this alone you're not the only one there's a whole lot of us you know in scenario x now you're right Owen and we say it isn't rocket science and it does work so look just in summation Spend some time to identify who your mates are, peer, partner, or a mentor. We've got, to, we've got to spend some time on it. Look out for those around us. And look, at the end of the day, mate, talking to other people about issues in our lives and telling our stories does help normalise our experiences and we realise we're not alone. Yeah, thanks, Terry. That really reminds us of our, our key statement. Um, you know, before it gets too much, talk to a mate. Or talk it over with Men's Line Australia 24-7 support and advice line 1300 789 978. No, that's it, mate. Um, so next time we're catching up, we're going to cover part two of the talk to a mate subject, mate. What are we going to, what are we going to cover? Yeah, look, we're going to just talk a bit through relationships, community, communication and, and what are the important parts of mateship out of that and, and touch on primary care. Sounds good, mate. Thanks to all the listeners and we'll catch you next time. Yeah, cheers. Thanks for listening to our Working With Warriors podcast series. 